from a fire chief's perspective, for me, it's really important that we start putting as much effort, time, and funds into investing in the preventive maintenance of our firefighters as we do our apparatus, right, if you put it that way. Firehouse Vigilance presents The Weekly Scrap, a podcast dedicated to the never-ending fight against complacency. Firefighter Functional Fitness, I really don't think anybody on social media needs a introduction to them, but go ahead and give them the introduction of yourself and the go. I'll put you on the spot. Sure. Well, uh, about me personally, right now, I, I as of last September, I took a job here locally, and I'm outside of uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Okay. So uh, I got hired as a fire chief uh, at Upper Providence Township, Montgomery County, with which is if anybody's familiar with the area, it's just a little bit west of the King of Prussia area, so King of Prussia Mall and whatnot. But uh, anyway, so that's an awesome opportunity, um, something I've been working for for, you know, pretty much my entire career. So uh, that's what I do uh, professionally. Um, as you know, I'm co-author of Firefighter Functional Fitness. Uh, I also serve on the uh, International Association of Fire Chiefs, uh, Safety, Health, and Survival Section, Board of Directors. Okay. Um, so, you know, the whole fitness wellness firefighter fitness you know health and wellness thing is just kind of a passion of mine no matter what where i'm at what what i'm doing so that's just kind of a thread that runs through it all so that's Without the a short doubt. story that's the short story the short version yes um, what else you want to know? <laughs> uh, this the mission of uh triple f firefighter functional fitness how it started was it your idea was it jim's did you guys get together it was a matter of myself and Jim uh, individually or independently um, posting and writing about uh, the importance of health and wellness for firefighters. So, you know, mainly on social media, Twitter, and what have you, um, occasional articles, uh, just clearly just a passion of his and mine individually. Um, sure. And I, honestly, that's how we met. We met on Twitter. I'm sure he, he said that. Um, and, you know, I reached out to him one day. I think I reached out to him and, you know, suggested that maybe, you know, we try to write an article together, uh, which okay. we did, um, just because we, we shared such similar passions. And uh, so we did. We wrote an article together that was published in Fire Engineering online, and it got a lot more response than we, I guess, we would have ever imagined. And, you know, that's kind of how it started. We, we just... Uh, we went from there to thinking about writing like a series of articles, like an eight-part series, uh, kind of delving more deeply into like our philosophy on functional fitness and how to apply sure. it directly to what we do. Um, and jokingly, you know, said one day, you know, we should write a book. We have a lot of information on this that I don't think is out there that needs to be out there. And we laughed about. about it. We laughed about it. Ha, 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 ha. And, uh, you know, we kept going down that path and next thing you know we got serious about it and ended up really writing a book and once we okay. got started writing it was really difficult to actually stop um we kind of had a point where we had to like say you know what we're we've got enough information here if we keep going we'll never get it published um so that's that's really how it started we we took it from you know a shared passion to uh collaborating on some articles to just really getting down to it and it's been literally a 50-50 split on the workload from day one and i think to this day it still is so um it's been a pleasure it's it's amazing to work with a guy like that that 
brings such energy and commitment and, uh, you know, just the attitude and, you know, we keep each other honest and it's just no, been a he, pleasure. He could not have spoken highly, more higher, uh, more highly of you than he did and, and now vice versa. So you guys yeah. have an amazing partnership and I would You're love lucky. to catch yeah. catch one of your classes live and see you guys play off each other in that in that regard. It's going to be good when I do get to catch you guys live. Yeah, yeah, so, we have a lot of fun. I think we bring an energy, we bring a a, a practical approach. Uh, I think it, you know, we a lot of people tell us that you know the fact that we we're firefighters, we've done it for a long time, uh, and we stay with it. You know, you know, I'm a fire chief. I still I still have to keep myself in good enough shape to get get the job done. Right. And I think that helps. The credibility is important, you know, in the fire service. Absolutely. And we stick, you know, we stick to what what we what we know. You know, um, that's important for me. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure it is for him too. Um, I can tell you that after almost 34 years in the fire service, I have some pretty strong opinions about sure. things like tactics and and the like. But, uh, you know, I tend to just stay in my lane and keep, keep that stuff to myself and just focus on, you know, what people want from us. And I think that it's pretty clear that they want us to help them with their health and wellness, and that's what we do. So, you know, our, our, we, I jokingly say that our job is to keep you alive so that you can argue about tactics. That's what I like it. Is. I like so, it. No, that's fair. Yeah. Um, I do want to – well, first of all, congratulations on your book, number one firefighter book oh. on Amazon. Very, Thank very you. proud of that. You got to be, and uh, we, and well we deserved. And you have, uh, you said you started off with eight articles. Was that the the, the foundation of the big eight, or is it just? Yeah. So we actually, believe it or not, we actually didn't didn't actually write those articles. That that actually was what prompted us to talk seriously about the book. And, it, and okay, what what those eight articles were going to be, what actually is what ended up being the big eight of firefighter functional okay. fitness. So we were going to go ahead and and break all those components down in short, you know three or four hundred word articles just to kind of get that that methodology if you will out there um uh we we still remain quite surprised that there wasn't more information out there on it um that we you know we're nobody special we, just, we yeah. thought this was important and we're like How yeah you saw that else? need yeah I, so yeah so that's what happened was it started out as the articles but it ended up becoming the big eight and that's really the foundation of that pillar uh, in our book is you know the physical pillar, one, yeah. pillar. absolutely. Yeah, so that's how. And I mean, if if people get nothing more than attitude, accountability, and action, man, just mm-hmm. those three right there, man, that flaw, just those three A's, um, that can change a whole culture of a fire service if they just buy into those three right there. My favorite. So, that's my favorite chapter. That's that's, <laughs> that's my favorite uh, chapter of the whole book. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's good. That and, and that, yeah. it might be why that passion, you know, that passion shows there. Um, now, Jim talked about what you guys did, you know, who does what, and how you guys are such a great team and work so effectively. I have a question for you, which is sure. now, you're, now you're the big chief. You are yeah. the chief chief. How has that transition been for you, and what's it like to be in that position? And um, you're, Is it different than you imagined? Um, I think it's I, – I can't say that it's different than I imagined. I've, I've, I've been in – you know, positions of close to that responsibility, if you will, for, for a while. But, but it, sure. I mean, so going from, you know, the number two or number three type guy to, to, to the, you know, the box stops here position, there's a little bit of a, a uh, an adjustment there. You know, there's nobody above you to, 
pass sure. the torch to if something goes wrong or whatever. So um, that part, but I, I think the the biggest thing I can say has been a positive out of it is that I have the opportunity now to actually to put into effect some of the things that I've always believed so strongly in. And and nice. a lot of that has to do with the health and the wellness and the sure prioritizing that, if you will, for the firefighters, you know, so it's exciting. Uh, it's challenging. Um, the administrative aspects of it certainly can overwhelm a person, uh, you know, sure. not overwhelm literally, but it takes a lot of time uh, out of a schedule. So it's important uh, to build a team around you that, that can handle some of these things, you know, the ops and the training and the, the other, the, the other things that yeah. we have to keep up with and trust them to do that. Um, so, you know, I mean, right now with all this coronavirus stuff going around, I mean, I, I've been in meetings for days about what I we're doing. Only locally. imagine. Right. You know, these things come up that you don't even think of, but now you got to handle it, right? So, uh, absolutely. Un unfortunately, right where I am in my area, we have uh, several confirmed cases, like literally, like, you know, the next township over or like, you know, that close. So, we're being impacted actually pretty, pretty directly by it. So, those kinds of things take some time off, but I, I, at the end of the day, I'm enjoying the heck out of it. I love it. Um, I love the challenge. Um, I love getting up and going to work in the morning, just like That's... most firefighters that are committed to the job do. Uh, and I hope it stays that way. As long as it stays that way, I'm in it for a while. That is awesome. No, that's that. That's the that's the litmus test. If you can say you love getting up and going to work, man, yeah, that's a uh, hard to knock, especially for the man at the, the top. Right. I you know I always just wanted the opportunity to be able to to literally lead by example and and you know implement some of the things that I always felt like were important in terms of the health and the wellness and this that kind of thing. Not that not that ops and anything else isn't as important, but traditionally in a fire service. And the, the statistics prove it. The health and wellness is a low priority uh, item, uh, you know. And I want to change that. And so it's Absolutely. not just about working out. It's not just about you know whatever eating right or getting your rest. It's about you know implementing carcinogen reduction you know techniques and that kind of thing. Exposure reduction. It's about you know making sure our guys and gals get get their proper physicals every year. It's about the behavioral health component. It's about all of that. And now I have you. some. I have the support that I need right now, and so it's been it's been a lot of fun so far. That's that's awesome. Uh, put you. I'm going to ask you some questions here. Put you on the spot, and uh, okay. so you get, get your opinion. And it's uh, you you have been all around the country. Literally wrote the book on firefighter wellness fitness. Um, but I'm going to ask you. You've talked to lots of different fire cultures and stations, mm -hmm. and uh, what do you see as the major problem facing the modern fire service? Yeah, uh, in terms of health and wellness, or in general? Just in general. Just your yeah, well, Dan well, Kerrigan's opinion. Yeah, well, Dan Kerrigan's okay. opinion is that that the health and wellness of the firefighters needs to become a much higher priority, and we tend as the fire service to hide, not hide behind, but lean on things that are pretty important, things like staffing and equipment and stuff like that. That you know that are very important, but. Um, I don't think any of them trump uh, the actual health and wellness of the firefighters that get on the apparatus and do the job. And so um, from a fire chief's perspective, for me, it's really important that we start putting as much effort, time, and funds into 
investing in the preventive maintenance of our firefighters as we do our apparatus, right? If you put it that way. I mean, we spend a lot of time. We we spend a lot of time taking care of our engines and trucks uh, so that they perform the way they're supposed to perform and we get the the life we need out of them. Um, And it's proven that by doing that, we don't suffer a lot of major breakdowns and big-time expenses. The same thing goes for us, you know, as human beings. Like, the more effort we put into preventive maintenance, i.e., you know, fitness, nutrition, behavioral health, annual sure. medical evaluations, the more effort we put into that, the more better off we're going to be in the long run in terms of taking care of our people and keeping the costs down. Like, as a fire chief, that's what you hear. Uh, I just can't afford it. Um, it right. it's, it's expensive to get to, Well, there's grants. There's other things that you can do, right? Um, so that's, that's kind of my take on it. Um, you know, I, I think... There's some, certainly some other pretty wicked problems out there, uh, you know, but for me, that's the number one. Uh, number maybe one. I'm a little biased, but that's that's number one. I mean, if we don't have healthy firefighters, what do we have? Absolutely. No, no, yeah, you're, you're in spot. I can't argue with that. It's hard to argue with that. Now, do you believe, uh, obviously, you're big on prevention or preventive mm-hmm. measures and, and proactive, basically, is what I'm hearing, what you're saying, especially certainly. when it comes to the physical fitness and mental well-being. And, of course, like you say, carcinogenic, uh, all that reduction and uh, exposure protection. Mm-hmm. Um, now, my next question, same one I asked Jim, is, like, does anyone actually try to argue with you guys that fitness is not important to this job? And two-part question, what is the worst excuse you've heard? So, <laughs> uh, I, You know, I, I cannot say that anybody has actually blatantly come to me and and utter those words that fitness is okay. not important to the job. So we're good there. Um, I think most of the people that aren't doing it, a lot of them just simply know they need to do it, but either don't feel like they have the support from their department or just simply don't know what to do. And that's, that's what we try to teach people. We'll also emphasize that it doesn't matter if your department um, supports you or not. It's still your responsibility as an individual firefighter, right? You know, when you swore that out. So, you know, no, I can't say that somebody has just come up to me and say, no, this isn't important and okay. try to prove that to me. But I do hear the excuses. I mean, excuses, they vary from, you know, I don't have time uh, or, you know, that's, you know, I get in shape by, you know, fighting the fires that we fight. We're busy. We have a lot of, you know, or, you know, the, the my, my department doesn't allow us to train on duty or what, whatever. You hear all those little Little excuses, but none of those are valid in my book. There, there aren't okay. any valid excuses. I mean, I've heard some pretty, I've heard some pretty bad ones from uh, fire chiefs uh, that that tend to, I think, want to avoid the issue and put their heads in the sand because they're, you know, I tell you, let's be honest. Like in the volunteer fire service, there's a huge issue right now with volunteers, right? Sure. And a lot of volunteer firefighters are deathly afraid of losing members by sending them to get physicals and actually finding out that they may need to do something, which is right. very counterintuitive and contradictive to to the whole profession of firefighting, but that's out there, right? Um, no, so yeah, it's an obstacle. That, yeah. There are a lot of obstacles on the organizational level and on the individual level. Um, you know, there's certainly labor management issues depending on the attitude and the support that you get from the fire chiefs. Um, you know, you might have an adversarial relationship 
between uh, labor and management where it really should be a collaborative one. So I think every situation is different, uh, and we try to talk to those folks and help them with their issue um, rather than just grouping it all into one big pot and saying this right. is what you need to do. Uh, we do. We teach a class uh, that, that speaks directly to creating uh, creating a culture of firefighter wellness and fitness in the fire service that takes it up to more of an organizational level, if you will. Um, right. It's not about this is how you do this exercise or this is what you should eat. It's about overcoming those barriers and obstacles uh, that you okay. may be facing. So it's a great class. Uh, we'll actually be doing it again at FDIC again in April, um, and it spurs a lot of really good conversation, uh, a lot of oh, I can imagine. Forth. Yeah. What it also does is it promotes people in the audience sharing success stories about how they were able to overcome those things. So in some cases I've seen – the attendees basically talk to each other and help each other, and we just right. we almost go into a moderation mode and say, "Here, you." And that's that's a great class to sit in when that happens. Yes, <laughs> right. So, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, that's what I asked him when he was talking about that. That is eleven steps or eleven. I believe it's eleven that he said. That's, right, is that your next up book? There. I think he's up to fifteen oh, okay. or sixteen, or I don't know. It depends on how much time we have. We can keep going. Well, at least but, yeah. I, I told him that needs to be the next book because I want to read it, and then okay. you guys have to sign it when you finish writing it. When I get Certainly. the first copy, he he already promised. So I'm going to hold him to it. I'm happy to do that. I, I didn't. He hasn't <laughs> told me that we were writing another book yet, but I, I guess. I'm kind of I'm kind of spurring it. I'm kind of spurring it through this uh, the weekly scrap. Um, I really do want to read that book, and that's what I. So there's like just like the need for the the, the firefighter functional fitness book. You know, there was that that empty hole that you guys stepped in yeah. and filled. I think that same hole exists for that that cultural wellness and how to how to build it. And so, but anyway, that's just soapbox in there. Okay, thank you. Uh, advice to someone who wants well, I guess that's your whole class who wants to get a fitness program going at their department. Uh, what's your couple steps? I don't want you to give your whole class away. Yeah, um, I think for my money, I think what what the mindset is always the most important thing. So uh, the fact that an administration maybe doesn't support something like that or can't fund it or whatever is 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 excuse is a tough word, but it it, it kind of is right because you know. It, you all you really I mean if we break it down to the most simple terms all you really need is a body and you can exercise right and all you need is a few resources uh, s such as the ones that are in our book to, to learn how to hydrate better and to learn how to, to address your nutrition now we're not we're certainly not nutrition experts uh, we we provide sort of our philosophy on how how that should should work um, sure. you know the Food is fuel, basically. Like you know, it's pretty simple. Get the right food, eat the right foods in the right amounts from the right sources. That's it. There you go. You know, it's hard to um, hard to argue with. <laughs> we're not we're not big on fad diets and stuff like that. But I think what you really need to do is is you need to develop uh, what we call them as champions of firefighter health and wellness. You know, in your fire service, if that's you, then it's a grassroots effort. It starts with you and maybe a couple other firefighters. That just it could be something as simple as you know, doing a half-hour workout on duty in the engine bay and letting everybody else see you do that and ask the questions and, and you know, developing that grassroots uh, buy-in, if you will, um, and uh, and go from there, right? You know, and it, literally. It, it is literally yeah. an individual effort. The book is written in a manner that speaks to an individual firefighter because mm -hmm. we know 
that there's probably never going to be a national mandate on fitness, wellness, or whatever that, that anybody's going to be able to require. So our approach was, well, we're just going to talk to you, and we're going to tell you how to do it. And if you follow the principles in the book, we'll pretty much guarantee you success, right? If you follow the principles oh, in the book, we'll guarantee you that you'll improve. Uh, and, and that's how we should approach it at an individual level. Of course it helps fire departments. It helps, you know, we've trained many fire departments that have peer fitness trainers. We give them recertification credits and all that because we're qualified to do that. But at the end of the day, it comes down to the individual firefighter, their mindset, their attitude, their willingness to set an example, you know, of, of fitness and wellness individually. That's my take on it. Just be it. Being the change they want to see, modeling it with that attitude, accountability, and action, right? John Sparrow, right? <laughs> tell us every day, right? What does John Sparrow say? I know you've talked to him, right? You know. Oh, yeah, he was on uh, shortly after right? Jim, yeah. So what does he say? Be, you know, would you want you rescuing you? You want you rescuing you, yeah. Would you be want the, you rescuing you your want family? Be. No that's doubt. A pretty, that, that, that's a pretty tough. That's a gut punch. That's yes. a gut punch, but. We start our classes out with a few gut punches, but then we get into the fun. That's good. You know? But people need to know. You need to know what your risks are, you know, as a firefighter. You need to know and understand that you're at a much higher risk on a number of levels uh, to suffer a variety of illnesses and injuries. So, you know, you have to know it, and you have to have a gut check and, you know, make a commitment to improvement. Changed, yeah. Okay. Um, I always give my guests a chance to talk about a book that has impacted their lives that they think firefighters should read. And okay. so I'm giving you a chance to talk about the book you think firefighters should read that's had an impact on Dan Carrier. Boy, uh, you know so many. Um, I, oh, yeah. I mean, you, you, you know, it, you feel like if you pick one book, you're sliding how many other authors that have read. But if I had to pick a book that has had a tremendously long-lasting influence on me from pretty much day one. Um, and I'll tell you why after I tell you. It's got it's probably okay. going to be a report from Engine Company 82, believe it or not. Um, okay. I, I think I, I actually go back and read Smith's book, like, fairly regularly, uh, maybe once or twice a year. I will pick that book up and read it from beginning to end again. And it's not – for me, it's because he has a way of introducing a humanity – um, the human condition. If you read that okay. book, it's not just about crawling down hot, smoky hallways and taking a beating and inhaling smoke and all the stuff we used to do before we knew better. It's about right. the neighborhoods, the people that you serve. It's about you know what we're really here to do. It's about the people that you're there to protect and serve. And and that's what I get out of that book is a reminder that it's about them. It's not about us. Um, our our job is to be the best we can be so that when they call us, cliche coming, when they call us on their worst day, we can actually perform. And there's a thread through that book that discusses the poverty, the conditions that people live in, the things that they have to do to survive, uh, and, and the people that they truly count on when they need help. And it's a very short list. And I would have to say, you know, firefighters are probably at the, pretty close to the top of that list. So I get a lot of inspiration from it. It's a good, it's a good book for a rookie to read, and it's a damn good book for a seasoned veteran to go back and read and remind themselves why they why they did this to begin with. So, all right, a great book when you know your chief is reading it too. So you guys should take uh, pride in that also, man. You can, you stay connected like that. That's awesome. I I and think so, it's important. I really do. You know. Oh, I mean, yeah, you yeah, there's no. Book, 
No, there's no doubt. There's never a doubt. Um, where can people get more info? If they want to book you for a class or try to get a hold of you guys, if they want to buy your book, where's the best place to buy it? Uh, so we have a website, firefarfitness.com. It's that simple. Okay. So you can you can certainly purchase the book off of uh, our website. Um, if you put a slash workshops after that, you can get specific information. It sends us a request for workshops. I mean, we'll go okay. anywhere and teach anybody, large or small. Um, so there's a, actually a, a, a link to that on our main webpage, firefighterfunctionfitness.com slash workshops, um, and we'll get you that information right out to you. Um, you know, and, and honestly, that, to contact us, we answer everybody, every single person, whether it's email, text, whatever. So um, we have a shared email address that you might, you might have heard of it as firefighterfunctionalfitness at gmail.com. Uh, so if you send an email to the fire for the functional fitness Gmail address, that comes to Jim and I both. Um, okay. Uh, we are on all the social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Our handle is at firefighter F fit. And there's another way to contact us there. Uh, we have a YouTube channel as well. Firefighter functional fitness, YouTube channel, which is probably, I think over 400 of our videos are on there. Wow, now. Just, okay. So, if you ever had a question about how do I do this exercise or movement or whatever, it's chances there. are it's on there. Subscribe to nice. that. I didn't, we, we I didn't know that. that so yes. I learned that, that right there. On a daily basis. Well, we ran a couple of uh, challenges, right? We did a, uh, I guess two years ago, we did a, a hundred push-ups a day for every day of the okay. year. Yeah, and I so we it. did a, we did a different push-up variation every day of the year. A lot of those videos are on, on there. Then this past year we did a hundred reps a day. And we picked a literally a different exercise for every day. Every day. 65 yeah. days. They're all on there. We were like, we might as well use Oh, wow. Them, right? Okay. So everything's on there. Everything's out there for you to use. It's free. There's no, no charge for any of that. Um, and follow us. We put content out on a daily basis on all three uh, social media channels. No, you guys, are, and, you guys are great at putting out great content. In fact, one of the, and I told Jim that, is you guys are one of my inspirations for putting stuff out and and mm-hmm. keep me consistent and i told him that i was like i love it when i see you guys put out something I'm like man i want to use that quote but i gotta wait a few weeks so i don't look like i'm just copying them no we, we follow you <laughs> as well and, and we think you do a great job and we appreciate we always appreciate the the you know that kind of support believe me uh you know uh, it's nice well, to it's hear it's what i told jim is I, I hope you guys don't mind imitation is the greatest form of flattery and i'm imitating you guys at times so i hope you guys take it as flattery um, we, we do. you guys are I, insp- I and, Look, and just, inspiration to the fire service. We're just, you know, so, like I said, uh, we're just we're just firefighters at heart that really just we truly just want to try to help people that that want to help. And and you know, I think if you do that and you're passionate about it and you're genuine about it, I think it 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 kind of takes on its own its own life, if you will. Um, and and that's what been lucky to do. We're we're so blessed not only to be able to work with each other, but to be able to work with fire departments and individual firefighters across the country and literally the world. Um, I would have never imagined that our book would have been in over forty countries around the 40 world. Forty countries, yeah, that's I, awesome. I, 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 I to this day I I think wow, what in the world? You know, <laughs> you know I was. Everybody. I remember when we were writing it. I was like, I'll be glad if my sister buys one. That'll be great. <laughs> I have one. <laughs> I'll sell one book and that'll check that off the list, right? You know, but seriously, no, we're very blessed. And 
Real so quick, I wanted to ask you. Support. I forgot one thing I wanted to ask you. You went to the UK okay. recently to teach a class. I did. And how yeah. was, I wanted to say, how was, how was the fire culture? Uh, just go ahead and talk about that for a second. Well, it's, they have a tremendous, so they have a, you know, a, basically a national fire service, right? I mean, they have obviously, they have different fire departments all across their country, but they all kind of come under one national umbrella. Um, okay. Which, which we, we don't, you know. Right. Which, and the most interesting aspect, and I think the reason why they wanted me to come over and talk at this conference that, that we had was because they are actually, I, I would say they are ahead of us in terms of fitness requirements uh, for okay. firefighters. They mandate um, fitness uh, for firefighters in the UK. Um, what what they don't do is they're, they're, they don't have the, how can I put this? They don't have the data that we have, right? So we, I can give you all the data in the world about percentages of firefighters that have been killed due to heart-related issues and things like that. You know, the American Fire Service is great with tracking line of Document, duty deaths or okay. on-duty deaths and all that stuff. They don't have any of that. So their challenge is constantly trying to develop justification for why they're making their firefighters do what they're making them do. Gotcha. So, okay. I went over there and talked to them about the data, the statistics, uh, the risk factors, and tried to give them, you know, some insight on the why behind what we're what they're actually ahead of us in. Like they're, they're sure. doing it, but they don't they don't have the data. They don't track it like we do. So it's and I jokingly tell them I wish I had your problem because I would rather be dealing with a fire service that requires us to be fit and healthy and have to justify it from time to time rather than trying to try yes. to do the opposite convince like, yes convince people to do it uh so right. it was great it was a great experience uh, they, they they're an awesome group of people over there at that conference that i went to and um just I, I stay in touch with them to this day and and we stay in contact we have uh private groups that we you know we pass information back and forth on and uh you know it's a united front across the world not just the country i think um Jim probably told you, or if he didn't, I'll say the tide is rising. You know, it's we're, we're making we are making headway day by day, week by week, um, and hopefully, ten years from now, we'll probably be talking about the exception, not the rule. You know, the ex, it's going to yeah. be the exception that that firefighters don't take better care of themselves instead of you know the commonality of it today. So it's it's been a great experience. It's uh, you know I was honored to just I'm like you want me to come. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you run out of other people to ask why why in the world right. you know you run out of all uh, very people so you want me to come over there now you know but no uh, very, very, um, I hope someday to go back over there again um, you know we talked not just about fitness but they were talking about cancer reduction and exposure reduction and physicals and things like that a lot of behavioral health stuff and you know it's like anywhere else we're we may be ahead of the UK in some areas but we're behind on them in others right. They're ahead right. of us in some areas. They're behind in some other areas. So it's about sharing resources, sharing research, sharing data, sharing results, best practices, and all that, and working together as a, essentially an international fire service, if you want to think of it that way. So it was awesome. Sounds awesome. John Gorman said, Dan and Jim have one of the best classes I've ever <laughs> attended, even with a three-hour drive to My get goodness. to it. Okay. And where did they go so. in class at? I don't know. We'll see if he'll tell us. I don't know. Well, I appreciate but, that. It's uh, it's awesome. Always great to hear that. You know, sometimes you don't get to hear that stuff.
You just don't. Sure. You know? And it's and better than hearing the opposite. Yeah, and every once in a while we'll get that text or email or message or, you know, somebody like you will come on and say, hey, come on and talk about this stuff, and it just kind of it refuels us a little bit, gives us that sure. energy again and keeps us moving. So I really appreciate well, Dan, that. It was awesome. I can't tell you enough. Thank you for coming on and talking about your passion yeah. and, and, and your being a chief and your favorite book and all, and going to the U.K., all of it. Uh, thanks uh, for being a, a – my pleasure. I, you don't no. You don't need to thank me. It's always uh, a humbling uh, experience to be able to be invited on a show like yours and, and share our passion. So I really appreciate it. Awesome. John told uh, he said he was in Pennsylvania and he drove from Arlington, Virginia. So that kind of gives ah. you an idea. There's his drive. Sweet. So um, thank you, Dan. Again, weekly scrap number twenty six. Guest Dan Kerrigan coming up uh, next week is uh, Scott Thompson of the Colony, Texas, Chief talking about his culture and his book, um, The Functional Fire Company. Very close as far as function, but his meaning and your meaning. And uh, it it'll be good. ties together. Oh, there's no doubt. And, it's all performance-based. Uh, so other than that, thank you again for being my guest today on the Weekly Scrap, number 26, um, Dan Kerrigan of Firefighter Functional Fitness. Get his book, number one selling firefighter book on Amazon. And, of course, the four pillars, the big eight, and attitude, accountability, and action, man. Uh, thank you again. No, thank um, you. I hope the tone stays silent for everybody unless it's burning. See you next time. All right. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, man. See you. Thanks for listening to the Weekly Scrap. Please subscribe and please share. We'll see you at the next episode.